What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 53. We're back with another special interview for you. Uh, recently, Michelle was able to sit down for an interview with Rachel Watanabe Batten, who is an executive producer on the uh, hit film Sneakerella. So you get to uh, find out uh, some of her very impressive background, what went into uh, this project and, and other things that she's done. Uh, so please sit back, enjoy, and uh, we'll be back to you after the interview. So you are the executive producer of Sneakerella, which is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, the musical earned an impressive 11 that. 11 nominations and four children and family Emmys. So, first of all, congratulations. That's so amazing. Thank you. Yeah, um, it was exciting for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but before we talk about Sneakerella, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and then what projects you worked on in the past. Sure. Um, well, I have been a producer for many, many years, probably about 25, 30 years, and I grew up in New York City and uh, went to school in Cambridge and started making films while still in college, actually. I, I didn't know that it was supposed to be hard back then, and um, really had my first film on WGBH when I was there with a woman uh, who's still my friend, Lauren Greenfield, another director, and then moved to L.A., where I just kind of fell into working with people that I loved, um, both with uh, Danny Glover and Paula Weinstein and Mark Rosenberg, all at Warner Brothers. And then I got to assist a director who I still am a big fan of, uh, Peter Weir, Australian director, and really learned my craft. And, um, you know, I came up in New York going to High School of Music and Art, the year fame came out. And so I've always been a lover of musicals and musical and um, visual artists. I just, my friends, you know, have always been in that field. So it was natural for me to start working with friends when I moved out to Los Angeles as well, some from college and then new collaborators. And I think that's always been my joy. Um, I got a job at Warner Brothers and kind of took off from there. But it's really comes from just, being an artist myself, um, and loving the medium. So that's that's how I got my start. Oh, wow. Okay, so go, let's go back to Sneakerella, which mm-hmm. is kind of this modern-day Cinderella story of sorts, but it's adapted in a very different sense. Can you describe the movie for us and also what makes it so unique? Sure. Uh, Sneakerella is a modern-day Cinderella story, as you mentioned, and really focuses on um, Elle, who is our, in this case, our Cinderella, and it's a gender um, twist and also um, racial and ethnically diverse uh, Cinderella. And Elle, our lead character, is a sneakerhead, and in the classic sense, you know, Definitely the one who has to do all the chores in the classic Cinderella sense. Um, But it's really set in the world of modern-day sneaker culture and New York City. And I just, um, I was fascinated by the the whole twist on um, this new take that really felt like I could 
see myself and my friends in it. Now, how did you become involved in the movie? I actually, the other executive producer on the project is my dear friend, Jane Starts, and she and I had worked together on other projects, and uh, she sent me the script, and I loved it. I could immediately, as I mentioned, see myself and friends of, of mine who were sneakerheads in it, and I loved it's a musical, and I immediately signed on and said yes in the midst of a pandemic. Um, so you have to know how much I loved it to be able to oh, leave yeah. my home and go work on this. So. so as executive producer, you were involved with multiple departments of the film. What main aspects were most important to you when telling this story? Well, I think, you know, from we have so many wonderful collaborators, from our director, Liz Allen, to my other as I mentioned, Jane Starts and our writer, Tamara Chesna. And um, one of the things that are my strength is really visual, right, in terms of bringing, um, you know, some of the elements as a, a child who grew up in New York City to that and infusing that kind of authenticity. Um, and I'm also really involved in costumes and hair and makeup in particular, uh, having come from a background that also included making music videos for many years. And so some of those, you know, um, themes, you know, just thinking about what's the popular culture versus very classical musicals, uh, which I also grew up loving, as I mentioned, from my early high school days. And so, you know, I was very involved as the producer on location, um, the EP and along with our line producer, uh, DJ Carson. And just, you know, every day we would have intensive meetings talking about the music, the choreography, and, um, you know, costumes, reviewing, hair and makeup, uh, the sets. And so my role there while on location was very much to be, you know, both my opinion, but also to keep everyone in communication you know, along with our, the rest of our production team. So, um, but I'd say my strengths are definitely uh, the look. So I have to ask, has there been any discussions for a sequel to Sneakerella? Well, it's so funny. You're not the first person to ask. <laughs> I mean, people ask us. And, you know, I, I think there could be. We discussed it while we were making it. And, um you know, I'd love to work on a part two, and uh, let's see. I know a lot of people would love to see a part two. <laughs> yeah. So I you are also <laughs> um, you are also the founder of the production company Contradiction and Struggle, which aims to reframe history and conventional politics of respectability and branding. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more about what that means? Sure. I, you know, I would say because I'm somebody who loves both very popular and also kind of independent and experimental uh, art and stories, I am always looking for how to marry the two, how to make these classic stories that I grew up loving um, more inclusive. And so by that, I, I happen to be African and Asian. I'm Nigerian and Japanese-American. 
and I also grew up in the Lower East Side with around very multicultural Jewish, Italian, Chinese, Puerto Rican, uh, very immigrant culture. And so one of the things that I really love is uh, you know, in being able to look at highbrow and lowbrow kinds of traditionally seen, you know, that way, culturally, uh, both the content, the context, and to really um, sometimes give a different perspective on uh, what we may sometimes be unconsciously assuming one way or the other. And so, you know, just given my own very diverse background, I, um, I try to bring in people who are expansive in their thinking. And so I think actually, you know, what I do is not that unusual, but I'm very much, that is my mission. And it's my focus, and it really leads everything that, that we do at Contradiction and Struggle. So one of the things I read on your website, which I loved, was storytelling has the power to create compassion and freedom or bias and fear. And I love that because it's so true. Um, so what was your main inspiration for starting the production company and what first steps did you take to make this vision a reality? Um, my main inspiration is just growing up with lots of friends who are in the business and seeing some of the difficulties that they've had. Sorry, I'm not sure. Oh, with message. Um, seeing some of the difficulties they have getting heard. And, you know, I have worked with other, you know, had other partners and production companies that are amazing. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the work that I was doing as an advocate, um, I chaired the Producers Guild of America Diversity Committee for a decade and founded the Women's Impact Network and a couple of other organizations, as well as being on the board of New York Women in Film and Television. And I see the intersection of some of the things that are happening, um, both in front of and behind the camera. And I thought I could be of use in uh, making some of those connections uh, there with large-scale studios, as well as, you know, um, independent media, public media, and museums. So really what I love is iconography and storytelling and exploring the kind of genius that exists in every kind of culture and class and race, regardless of gender or any other isms. Yes, and you're involved in so many things. So what key elements do you look for when starting a new project? It's pretty simple. It just has to speak to me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I hope that it's a story that I haven't seen before, but perhaps it's something that is told in a very new way. I'm interested in story structure, uh, whether these characters are really rich. Do I know who they are? Do I care about them? You know, and what is the journey that I'm I'm going to take uh, for the next maybe one or two, and often several years, along with the creators. So, um, and 
quite frankly, our, the, the film business is full of personalities. So do we, are we able to communicate well together? Because we're not coal miners, right? We are in the entertainment business. And it should be a journey that is not so painful, right? That we can really communicate and, um, and bring some joy to the rest of the world and connection. Oh, I love that. So finally, for my last question, what did those Emmy nominations and wins mean to you? Well, then having virtually every department nominated from Sneakerella mm-hmm. was such an immense um, win for us. You know, we, we worked so hard uh, on this film. Everybody put their joys, their talents, you know, trying to bring things to it in the midst of, you know, 2020, 21, 22, the years we've had. And our production designer, uh, Elisa Suave, our DP, Matt Sakatani-Rao, our line producer, DJ Carson, uh, of course, our director, Liz Allen. And then just our costume designers, Rachel Grubbs, hair and makeup, Rookie Styles, and Brian Huey, and on and on. I mean, I really, just our composer who won, Elvin Ross, is just a brilliant musician, thoughtful storyteller with his music. Our editor, Ishai Sutton, amazing collaborator who's worked with Liz on many things. He's a mensch really wonderful human being. And it, you know, our choreographers, Ebony Williams and Emilio Dorsal, having them win as first-time nominees and um, their first real, you know, leads as choreographers meant an affirmation that when you give talented people an opportunity and you support them creatively and financially, they can really be rewarding for everyone. And the work that we produce will just keep on, you know, being shared in the world. And um, and honestly, these Emmy wins give each of us who are nominated and, and got a win an opportunity to put other great stories together. And especially a shout out to my collaborator, Jane Stark, you know, who's been in children's uh, media for so long and is a force and so it makes me so happy for her to have this win as well as the rest of our executive producing team and our execs at Disney who were immensely supportive of us so it's um, a win-win you had an amazing team and I really hope we get we get to see a sequel someday <laughs> thank you Michelle yes that's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Happy New Year. Enjoy Happy the rest New of your day. Congratulations so much again. Thank you very much. It, it's really so special to be part of the Disney family and to have this film being seen by many. So thank yeah. you for your support. Oh, absolutely. It was so fun to talk to you. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you uh, again to Michelle and Rachel for that uh, really cool stuff. Uh, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us 
on our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. It's where you'll find all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, interviews, and more. Um, you can also email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's at MoreDisneyPlus. And stop by and visit our Facebook page. Until next time, we get out of here, so we'll see you next time.